Thank you for tuning into Sochcast. We hope you enjoy this uninterrupted listening experience. But before that, please do listen to these messages that come from those that support your favorite show. Gender queer, a term which refers to individuals who queer or problematize the hegemonic notions of sex, gender and desire in a given society. Romal, however, steps in to simplify it on Querilicious. This is Querilicious with Romal on Q Radio. Hi and welcome to a brand new episode of Querilicious with me, Romal. And with me today in the studio, I've got Chandrasekhar Prabhu. Woohoo! Welcome to the show, Chandrasekhar. Thank you, Romal. Chandra, you will have to speak into the mic. I keep saying this to every single person and I sound terrible when I say it, but you need to speak into the mic. Thank you, Romal. <laughs> okay. So, Chandra, first of all, thank you so much for coming to the studio on a holiday. You're welcome, Romal. <laughs> okay. Are you going to keep talking to me like that all through? You're welcome, Romal. Thank you, Romal. <laughs> well, you don't have a lot of op- I don't have a lot of options right now. So, yeah. No, no. You, you can talk exactly how you need to talk because, see, look at that. Okay, talk. Yes. See how see. soft you are. <laughs> You'll have to be a little louder. Okay? Other okay. people are not going to hear you. Okay, so let's start off from the very beginning. When did you first realize that there might be something different about you, that uh, you might be queer, that you might be... What do you identify as, actually? Uh, I would definitely identify myself as gay. Okay, so if you identify yourself as being gay, then it's safe for me to ask you, when did you first realize that you might be gay? Uh... If I had to answer that, that I think that would be when I, um, around the age of 13 or 14, when I first found out the whole world of porn and computers and internet and all at that point. So yeah, it would definitely be around 13 or 14. I'm not entirely sure exact. Okay. Yeah, but around some, somewhere when I was 13 or 14, I'm guessing. So your first introduction to uh, being gay was porn. <laughs> Um, strangely, yes. I don't think many people have that story, so that that's really interesting. So I'm going to like be really cheap and ask you, why did you start surfing for gay porn? I mean, obviously oh, that I was... I didn't start surfing for gay porn. Okay. Not, um, uh, we were on, I mean, a group of us were online and mm-hmm. and someone got a pop-up of uh, an internet porn. Okay. And that led to me click... Um, uh, first being exposed to porn and I thought hmm, you would never watch porn before that oh uh, no this okay was, this was when porn was a new thing okay uh, we've just got a message Chandru we can't, nobody can hear you at all so you need to be a little louder because I'm trying really hard I put the volume completely up okay <laughs> you have to talk into the mic okay okay I should try that I think it's much better now okay hmm. uh, so yeah when we were much better Okay, so when we well, were let's do that all over again. So basically, I was talking to Chandru and asking him about uh, when he first uh, figured out that he might be gay. And he said that his first introduction to uh, being gay was probably when he came across porn. And this was an accident, right? Uh, yeah, there, there were a bunch of guys uh, surfing the web and okay. the porn ad came up. I mean, this is the time when internet security wasn't that... I know, those horrible pop-ups. Oh, God, yeah. You had pop-ups all over the place and if there's a tiny little virus you'll get a bazillion pop-ups so advertising Viagra advertising shopping <laughs> deals advertising everything possible under the sun so, absolutely hmm. uh, this is how one of the pop-ups came up and I was curious uh-huh. because although we knew about sex back then I mean I had studied about sex 
even before sex ed was taught to us in mm-hmm. ninth or tenth, if I'm not mistaken. But okay. nonetheless, mm-hmm. uh, I knew all about uh, how babies are created. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't need the talk about birth and bees, mm-hmm. and I knew about sex. Mm-hmm. I didn't know of the concept of porn because for me, I didn't understand why someone else would watch. Some um, people have sex. I mean, it's something sacred. It's something between two people. What, so, are you saying that at the age of fourteen, you you assume that sex is sacred? Oh, uh, it was something private. Not wow. Okay, that I mean, is. I don't see why people would want to watch other people do something that's supposed to be private and confidential. So absolutely. I. But you do realize, like, you're that. one in a million, right? In the world of voyeurism, you're like one in a million. Oh, uh, <laughs> I disagree. I don't think there'll be all that many people who would think that I mean I mm-hmm. think a lot of people would agree that sex is something private and not to be definitely I completely uh, agree with you but or you know I, I know a lot of people who would also very openly say that hey I do enjoy watching other people have sex so. true I mean now, now that I've grown up and now that I've, I'm 27 and mm-hmm. almost 27 okay like that um, I would definitely think that you know uh, you can porn is porn caters to an audience Absolutely. And there is an audience that watches other people have sex. And it's a commercialized thing. And I I don't know exactly how it sells in the sense that it caters to a psychological need mm-hmm, and a mm-hmm. need for people. So I guess there is a need for porn. Okay. But nonetheless, uh, porn did start off the entire <laughs> episode. Okay, so after figuring out that you might be interested in sexual acts with men, if let me put it that way, but after realizing that, when when did it uh, dawn on to you that hey, I might actually have another sexuality? Um, uh, see, I I didn't actually get into the whole um uh, getting into sexual acts with men. First, I was almost always drawn to the male anatomy. Wow. Let me put it. Yeah, that way. You're uh, an aesthetic, aren't you? You're this, this total <laughs> aesthetic guy who goes like, oh, I'm I'm drawn to the fe- uh, the human body. It's it's beautiful. I like uh, the way a man's ass looks. It's taut or whatever. <laughs> I definitely find beauty in the in a male b- body. I mean, absolutely, like, yeah. we all do. And I, I'm just taking your trip, man. <laughs> We, we all do. Rumors, yes. But yeah. I mean, uh, we should probably tell our listeners that uh, Chandra and we were together in college, by the way. And so when he was in college, I had no clue that he was gay. Did you know you were gay? Uh, probably not. Okay. I, mean, I definitely knew, but it wasn't... I it wasn't important, made, I guess. Yeah, it wasn't something I chose to... Um, B. Uh, let me put it that uh-huh. way. Okay. So let's go back to that. So then uh, your first realization of you possibly having an alternate sexuality was when you watched porn. Yeah. And then how did it build? Uh, so I started looking up male anatomy more and more often. Okay. And back then we didn't have... Porn was like... Very hard to come by. Yes. Uh, hard to come by but also very... Uh, not so put in boxes. These days you have various genres. I know, yeah, very and specific genres. Absolutely. They, yeah, it, very, they tend to be very specific. But mm-hmm. back then, you didn't have that much. True. And the attention was more on the bodies and uh, artistic uh, interpretation of that, you could say. Uh, so you're saying that uh, when you started watching porn, it was more about erotica than porn? Uh, yes, because okay. I started reading a lot of internet, mm-hmm. um, I mean, internet stories. And, mm-hmm. um yeah, mostly internet stories and mostly pictures, not uh, MPEGs or ASFs, no stre- not, not most of streaming content, mostly okay. pictures and erotica, and I would build up fantasies in my head. Okay. And, you know, that's how I, I was drawn to it. And Okay, so when did you first decide to act on these feelings? 
or uh, realize that this might actually define who you were in a way, you know, in terms of your sexuality. Uh, when did I turn to? to um, I think I would it would be around. Um, again, acting on it had a lot of stages. I mean, absolutely. There was first going online and making myself available out there, absolutely. and then taking the next step where I meet a person in real life. So mm-hmm. uh, first, I started using a website, internet website for. Uh, people of different sexualities to come together and chat. Was this G4M? No, this was, was this was way long back. This was wow. 2000 and if I'm not mistaken, 1999 and 2000. Dude, you were gay way before me then. <laughs> yes, but the thing is I did not admit to myself that I was back, uh, okay, gay back cool, then. Okay, cool, cool. So. I, I think I came onto the scene when G4M was popular. So if you've been there before that, then that's well, off. That's how it started off. I used mm-hmm. an, uh, this chat program where uh, people would... Uh, uh, MIRC? No, it wasn't MIRC. It was... Okay. Uh, Even before that. Okay. <laughs> I shall not uh, use the name of the website, but mm-hmm. it was a chat uh, forum where you had to give yourself a tiny nickname. Mm-hmm. No email, no sign-up required. Just give a name and just log in and, you know, you can go on chat. You have mm-hmm. various sub-genres based on area, based on mm-hmm. age groups, based on... Uh, fetishes maybe and wow oh. and this was all on the internet yes this was all on the amazing internet. so that's okay. how I started with I started with a lot of people back then uh-huh. and I started figuring out what exactly I like about the male anatomy what uh-huh. exactly I like about people seeing two men do e- each other uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, I also indulged a little in uh, you could say internet sexting if that's such a thing yeah I guess so, so. internet sex yeah totally hmm so that's how I experimented it and undergot wow. into the whole internet chatting thing. And but that that's a thing of the past. I mean, <laughs> there are more avenues now, and I explore more. And thank yeah. God for that. That was really interesting. That yo, I think you're one of the few people who actually has the guts to claim that. Hey, that's the way I figured out that I was gay through porn, which is quite kick-ass, I must say. But let's move on from that. Let's let's go over the figuring out part. When did you first decide to act on it? So let me be more specific and ask you: When did you first decide to actually start meeting guys? Uh, that would be in my first year, or second year, first year, I think, of uh, PU. Of PU. Yes. Okay. Uh, I was chatting with someone <coughs> online. You. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, back then I had a handful of people who were from Bangalore and okay. in, from India as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I was chatting with this guy online uh, from Bangalore, and mm-hmm. then we dis- after we we've, we've been chatting, we had been chatting for quite a while, like four to five months. Okay. And we had never met up, so I suggested, why don't we meet up? So um, after close to four to five months of chatting online, we mm-hmm. finally decided to meet in person and. Uh, Those are the days of patience, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't think anyone in the gay community today or the queer community at large has the patience to chat with someone for four months these days. Four months? Forget four months. I don't think yeah. it lasts for four weeks. Four, I know, four weeks itself. Four hours, you, you chatted for four weeks. Wow. You have a conversation for four hours. Yeah, it's a huge deal. Yeah, absolutely. Go on. So, sorry, I just not So, yeah, we decided to meet up and mm-hmm. I met him and. Uh, I've, I mean, I I had no expectations. We hadn't exchanged pictures. Okay. We hadn't ex- exchanged descriptions. We just talked about what we like to do uh-huh. and stuff. So um, we met and yeah, I I figured out uh, he wasn't my type and uh-huh. not what I wanted. And so nothing happened there. But that is the first time I made a decision to actually meet someone. 
So okay. it was a big step for me, you know. I, I mean, I was terrified as a lot of meeting someone and what do I do? What do I do? Okay. And all that. And nonetheless, I guess I got over that fear and met someone. Okay. Uh, the nervousness of meeting someone is still always there. <laughs> Obviously, it still uh, is there. I mean, yeah. I made that one step and I knew that, you know, I can, hey, that wasn't so bad. I can meet, meet another person maybe. I can, you know. Take uh-huh. the chance and get over it. Are you still in touch with this person? Uh, no, surprisingly. <laughs> or unsurprisingly. Uh, that's okay. I think that, that's awesome, actually. Um, so that was the first attempt and it didn't go really well. You said something about being aware of your type. And, you know, that's something that I, I'd love to talk about on air. Because a lot of people are not too sure, especially in this generation. Mm. A lot of people are not really uh, comfortable talking about what their type is. And so I, I would like to know that even though you weren't completely aware of who you were sexually or who you were sexuality-wise, you were already aware of your type. Uh, pretty much, yes. Because and is I this because you approach sexuality from a purely body uh, perspective since you said you were really attracted to the male physique? Yes, but I, 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 don't, I don't know exactly how my mind processes these <laughs> things. So I, that would be a very hard question to answer. But yes, I, fe- I mean, I met him, I saw him, I looked at him. And I you just realized sex- this wasn't my thing. Yeah, I wasn't sexually attracted and that was mm-hmm. the whole basis of our uh, meeting. I up. just wish it was so. that clear for a lot of other people. Because, you know, I've been speaking to people on this show for months now. It's almost been two months since I started this show. And believe me, there are so many people, especially from the younger generation, who are all over the place when it comes to types, when it comes to what they want, when it comes to what they don't want. And sometimes it's a good thing, but sometimes I guess being sorted out is also nice. To each their own, right? Absolutely. I mean, a lot of people figure, out, figure it out through a slow and steady process. Absolutely. Maybe. And some people want to experiment and jump into the whole wide area. And so you'd be the perfect person to ask this to then. So over the years, has your type changed? Uh... Yes, it has. I mean, definitely it has. And then that's a healthy thing, definitely. It it has become more refined, I would say. It hasn't changed Uh as much as becoming more and more refined. You've chiseled away the bad parts. (laughs) Yeah, I could say that because I know exactly what I want and Mm -hmm. what I don't want. So, yeah. That is fabulous. Okay, I'm in conversation with Chandrasekhar Prabhu and we're talking about all kinds of things, including his awesome queer life. We've just reached the point where he's telling us about how he took that step to go and finally meet a man. And sadly, it went you know, Ori, but did another experience happen after that where you kind of were successful? And I, I'm not, in, you know, I'm not meaning anything. I'm just saying successful. <laughs> well, uh, um, the next time I decided to meet someone was mm-hmm. way much later because after this one uh, incident, I decided I don't want to meet. I, I had very few options as it is. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. So I met this guy and then wasn't my type. So I didn't meet. I, I was terrified after that incident because... Okay. It was a very embarrassing incident. <laughs> so I did not meet him. I did not message him. I, did I not can only him. imagine. Yeah, some people might think I'm a jerk because of that. But yeah, hey, I was a kid hey, back everyone's then. someone's jerk. I, that's something that life has taught me. That however sweet you might be, you're always a jerk in someone's life. So it's totally fine. <laughs> totally true. Uh, so the next time I decided to actually meet someone was after I figured out my sexuality. Whether mm-hmm. I actually wanted to do something, whether I actually wanted to be with a man or not. And how 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 much later was this? Was it the same year or a year no, after that? No, it was several years later. It was My after God. I come out. So wait, in between that meeting one guy and when you actually finally came out, did this this part of you never come up? Were you not were you not curious enough to ever figure out more about yourself in in this? I sense? was, but I did not use the internet. I did not use. Um, I I I think that the internet was the only medium where mm-hmm. you could meet back then or 
find people back then. So I did not go on the website anymore. I did not. Did you try dating girls? In yes, I did. Okay, and was it successful? How successful were you? If it was successful, I wouldn't be here, Romeo. <laughs> Okay, I I don't know. A lot of people have actually successfully dated women and still ended up being gay. So that's exactly why I uh, asked you that. No, I'm mm. pretty much clear on mm-hmm. my sexuality. So I just hope they're friends with you right now. Those they are. Guys. That is so awesome. Okay, agar ap and we've got a caller. Hi, welcome to the show. Who am I speaking to? Hi, my name is Bhagya. I'm sorry. And my name is Bhagya. Hi, Bhagya. Welcome to the show. Uh, sorry. Welcome to the show, Bhagya. Yeah, hi. Yeah, so then, um, yeah, I was listening to how Romal was crying about it. Thank you so much for calling. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Bhagya, where are you calling from? I'm calling from BTM. I'm Chandrasekhar's friend. Okay, Hello, from BTM hi, in please. Bangalore. Okay, superb. Yeah. So, do you have any uh, message that you'd like to give Chandrasekhar on um, in our studio? I do and I think he knows but then I I just need him to know that we're all very proud of him. Um, I mean whatever he's saying on air it, it, it would take a lot of balls and I, I wouldn't do I wouldn't be able to do that. And I think it's pretty awesome that he's saying whatever he's saying absolutely. you know about the uh human anatomy. <laughs> I know man absolutely absolutely. <laughs> yeah we take it trip a lot for being like so prim and proper always but then I mean he's just like making so much sense right now on air. <laughs> you know what <laughs> You should take his trip for being prim and proper because there's so few people who are like that. So no, it's just nice. Otherwise, we wouldn't have fun at work. So. <laughs> so do you work with Chandru? Is that yeah, awesome? I do. Okay, we're in the same team. Yeah. That is amazing. Okay, now Bhagya, I'm going to ask you something really interesting. So, mm-hmm. since you work with Chandru, what's that one thing about Chandru at his workplace that you know that most other people don't know? <laughs> I think we all know everything about him because, like you said, like the first thing that stands out is that he's so prim and proper. Okay. And we all notice that, <laughs> and <laughs> we keep That's taking so his case for it also. Okay. But um, yeah, I mean, he's pretty. I mean, I'm sure, like you know, that uh, everything about him. He's a pretty open about everything, Absolutely, and he's not yes, the kind. Yes. He would keep anything to himself and like true, you know true. like keep it in his mind like die slowly or something. <laughs> so if I know something, I'm pretty sure other people know about it too. But you could so. share it with our listeners because I know a lot of people are online trying to figure out more about Chandru. So I'm going to break all their hearts in just a bit. But anyway, <laughs> I mean I I don't know. I mean I I think uh, one thing is that it's definitely like fun to sit with him and like mm-hmm. check out other guys and like Ooh. it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice that I can do that with him. Uh, do y'all share like, the same kind of guys? No, uh, so. not really. No, <laughs> that's a good thing, by the way. So then you don't check <laughs> we, out the same person. So that's good. <laughs> like uh, we, can, we we have like a, a little bitching session where we go on uh-huh. and on. He's such a good listener, and then I'm also such a good listener. <laughs> so who talks then? <laughs> No, I mean we take turns to talk. Oh, like so organized! I love it when friends are so organized. Okay, now you go. No, no, now you go. Now you go. <laughs> No, we just know when to like talk and then stop. Then yeah, I mean, I mean, Sam. I think he has days when he has to rant a lot, and then I have days mm-hmm. when I have to rant a lot. Absolutely. Bhagya, so thank you. Yeah, tell me. See, no, I just want to know why Chandrasekhar is being so quiet. Ah, uh, uh, he's busy here, <laughs> blushing, smiling. <laughs> don't you know me enough? It's right now, okay. Bhagya, see, don't cry. Up. We all love you. <laughs> Chandrasekhar, Bhagya. <laughs> okay, Bhagya, thank you so much for calling in. Please stay tuned for the rest of the show. Yeah. Will do. Thank yeah, you so bye. much. Bye. Bye.
Okay, that was a call from Bhagya, a friend of Chandrasekhar Prabhu's from BTM Layout in Bangalore. I mean, if you want, you can go and... Can people stalk you on Facebook, Chandra? Yeah. Is your profile accessible? No, they, it, it's accessible only to friends, so... Uh, not- okay, so you can't stalk him on Facebook. I'm really sorry. Otherwise, you could have gone and checked him out. He's quite cute, so... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now I think for those of them who are checking you out, though, we must kind of break the bubble and tell them that you are seeing someone, aren't you? Yes, I am. Okay, so people who have your eyes on him, I'm sorry, he's taken. <laughs> he's spoken for. So yeah, sadly. So, sorry. This is one person I can't pimp on radio. I'm really upset. <laughs> okay, now going back to that story that we started off. <clears throat> so, when was it that you actually decided that, hey, I have to deal with my sexuality? You said it was many years after that incident where you met this guy mm-hmm. that didn't go really well. So what prompted you to make that decision? Was it uh, a series of events? Was it one particular event? And how successful um, were you? I think it was a gradual build-up of you know, frustration and, I don't know, a lot of things. Because, as I said, uh, I did not use any other mediums. I shut myself off to the internet. and Or rather, going online and trying to find someone. And So it, I didn't do anything about it after PU and degree college, I didn't do anything. So that's probably one of the reasons why you did not know that I was gay back then in college as well. Uh-huh. Not just for the fact that I wasn't out, but I didn't choose to act any, do anything about it as well. And due to this, I had a lot of angst, frustration of not being myself, not being able to express myself freely, not being comfortable in my own skin. Okay. So... This eventually built built up to a point where I had to tell someone about this. Uh-huh. I had to come out, uh-huh. and so this is when I decided, you know, like, uh, because I had I I had uh, developed crushes on guys. I had uh-huh. all of guys, and I hadn't been able to deal with it. I hadn't been able to do anything with it because I hadn't figured out myself yet. Okay. So th- uh, that was the time I decided to do something about it to take the time, and since. I, after co- uh, after degree college, I had a lot of time to think about it. Absolutely. You know, uh, I decided to make the best use of that time and figure out who I want to be in life and uh-huh. think about sec- my sexuality as well because that's it's not something like going and buying at the grocers or something. Yeah, to, it's something you decide for life. True. At least in my in my wor- uh, the world that I live uh-huh. in, I I stick to things that are permanent. Absolutely. So, and I think sexuality and the, the sexuality you decide to choose for the rest of your life. When I say choose, obviously I don't mean that sexuality is something that you choose. But you do choose to live that life. True. So, for yeah. me, it's something permanent. I Absolutely. can't choose to do something that's very ephemeral. So, uh, uh-huh. yeah, that's when I decided that, you know, I have to come out to someone. Uh-huh. And the first person I came out to was my best friend, Reva. Uh-huh. And that's how I got a positive reaction from her. Awesome. And that gave me probably the biggest impedes to come out to other people because mm-hmm. getting one positive reaction the first positive reaction that was your f- that was the first person you came out to and it was positive yes so that, that, is brilliant. that gave me a lot of motivation Absolutely. and freedom to come out to other people you know mm-hmm. and today I don't have any problems telling other people that I'm gay mm-hmm. but at the same time I keep it private as well and not that they, I don't want to share it with people but at the same time I feel, uh, I reveal it on a need-to-know basis. Like, if they mm-hmm. don't need to know, I don't see any reason why they have to know about my And at the end of the day, I think it's a choice that we make, you know. We True, decide who which is why I like to, to keep it that way. Absolutely. I must ask you this, though, because we were in college together and mm-hmm. we did do French together. So, did you ever know I was gay? 
Um, not no, no, <laughs> I don't think so. Because I was quite out. I mean, I, I know we've never had that conversation in college. True, but yeah, we, had, we never had a personal. We never did. No, talk. we did share a lot of friends, but True. Yeah. <laughs> good. Okay, so after you came out, when did you first actually meet a guy and it went well? I really want to hear that story because went well. That's yeah. an interesting thing because it's never. It's been it's been getting better, but never well has such until. Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, because the, the, you know what? Actually, you you take your time. Think about that. Hi, welcome to the show. Who am I speaking to? You're speaking to Arup. Hi, Arup. Welcome to the show. Yeah, Where are you, you calling from, Arup? I'm calling from Hanur. Hanur in Bangalore. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, so Arup, would you like to talk to me or Chandru or anyone? Hi, Arup. Uh, I'll try and talk to both of you. But <laughs> okay. I have a small question for uh, maybe you both can. Uh, okay, go ahead and answer. ask that question, yeah. Um, since you are both open about your sexuality, mm-hmm. I was wondering um, how long did it take to adjust yourself to society's view? Society is, uh, I mean, it doesn't accept mm-hmm. these things as such. So how how do you guys manage and how long did it take? Okay, so do you want to go first, Chandra? Um, but I would say I didn't adjust to society's needs because I always believe in being myself and I don't want to succumb to the society's expectations of me. Uh, that being said, I haven't really faced uh, difficulty from society because, like I said, the world that I live in has been primarily accepting of me and my sexuality. So I don't, I haven't really faced any negative reaction or um, experience yet. Although I have had people who have who haven't accepted me for who they are but then again there are people who do not really matter in my life uh, yeah so not not like I'm missing out on much um, okay yeah. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let you okay so my answer to that uh, Arup is basically um, so I, I must say that um, I come from Generally, the society around me and, you know, even though we live in the same country, our societies Uh are quite different. And the society that I grew up in was never really judgmental about sexuality or things like that. Though I do come from a very strong uh, Christian family and a very strong Christian community. And so when I did come out, my biggest problem was not really about the fact that I was gay, but that it was against the religion that I was supposedly a part of. Okay. Okay. And so, yeah, it it took a lot of time. And I might say that even though I came out at 16, I'm 27 now. And even though I came out at 16, it took all almost five to six years for my mother to make peace with that okay my father made peace with it almost immediately but the rest of my family did make peace with it at their own sweet time and I think that at the end of the day it was as much as I wanted them to accept me I had to accept them for who they were right so I couldn't really force myself onto them I was happy that they accepted me for who I was but I knew that was going to take time on the other hand, when I did come out to my friend circle, a lot of my friends stayed by me and said that they, it didn't matter what sexuality you know I chose to live by. And at the same time, uh, some of my friends decided to move away. And I'm, I'm quite happy that they moved away because I got better friends and I moved on and my life has turned into something that I wanted to be. So, yes, um, the way society uh, deals with you is something, I guess, how you let it deal with you. M- making that really clear that... Yeah. Um, if I was the kind of person who really wanted social approval from every single person in my life, then I think I would I would be quite upset about my conditions even right now. 
but considering the fact that like chandru i don't really care about a lot of people and what they think of me it's been quite smooth actually <laughs> i think people will accept you if you accept for yourself yeah it's all about accepting yourself and so i i think like the odd one or two people who have a problem with me being gay uh-huh. really stop mattering to me in the larger picture so yeah can i just chime in with an afterthought as well yeah yeah go ahead uh how do you think the situation has been in the say last two years or so has it been improving or what's the scene actually personally i think the scene i mean the scene has been improving and i you know the best way for me to mark this is actually not through the gay community but through the straight community like a lot more people within the straight community are actually open to experimenting these days and that's because mm-hmm. sexuality is something that has finally come out into the open and people are talking about it so uh-huh. you know people don't really need to hide the fact that they're bi curious or that they're bisexual or any of those things any of those uh, sexualities and so uh-huh. I, i guess when when you have a society where straight people especially in a city like bangalore where straight people aren't ashamed to tell you that you know what i think i'm kind of into a guy but i'm not too sure so and i yeah. need to figure this out i think when they are open enough to talk like that i think we're getting to where we want to be so yeah that's i mean that's a perfect society everybody should have <laughs> his or her personal freedom in whatever way chandra what do you think about that question the afterthought yeah so he basically asked um so do you think society has changed in the last two years Two years probably not as much as it has changed in the last decade because okay. uh, given that se- uh, sexuality was a taboo subject ten years back mm-hmm. and now it's quite out and open. You, mm-hmm. know, you can there's no problem of uh, there's no uh, opposition to uh, you're discussing your sexuality, Absolutely. experimenting. I think it's much more easier now than say it was ten years back. Although I think it's a con- continuous gradual process where it keeps getting better and better mm-hmm. and not. something that there's no end point there's always absolutely it's, it's something that keeps getting better because i don't think there's ever going to be a place where everybody will accept us for who we are there'll always be opposition to who we are right i think on the whole uh, where you get accept or uh, acceptance from society on the larger scale mm-hmm. the percentage of people who accept you mm-hmm. uh, for who you are i think when that number becomes more i think that's when you can say okay it's become a better place Okay so does that answer your question Arup? Yep that answers my question perfectly. Thank you for guys. Thank you You're so welcome. much for calling in Arup and Can I just yeah, have one last word? Please do. <laughs> uh I hope Chandra doesn't get offended but could you please ask him to speak a little louder according to the mic? Yes Chandra you need to talk louder. I've been trying to tell him thank you so much Arup for saying that. Yeah the mic is on full volume do. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be a little bit, little bit louder for you, Arup. Yeah, you need Thank to, because even the mic is splitting right now. So, <laughs> Thank you so much for calling in, Arup, and please listen to the whole show. We've got so much yeah, more yeah, about Chandru's life. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. See you guys. Bye. Bye-bye. You finally, you know, being at peace with yourself, and you told me you'll tell me when your first meeting went well, a meeting with a guy. So, um, do you I, remember now? I don't exactly remember the time frame, but I guess okay. it was when. Uh, <clears throat> I came out in 2009 December okay. 2009 and uh, after that I met the first time I met a guy uh, on a date was Jan 2010 uh, okay. and then that didn't go well okay 2000 I mean Feb not so well as well so I guess it was sometime in uh, July or August I'm not okay. entirely sure mm-hmm. uh yeah so that's the time I met this guy and it, I could see that's the first time I had a good mm-hmm. um I could say that it went well because the guy was okay. I could get along with him. I could. Uh-huh. It was a good 
uh, click at least for that part for my part okay so that's the first time I could say a date went well nice and yeah of course I'm not in touch with him anymore but nonetheless it, that was the first time I had a good date I hope the person who you met is listening to this show <laughs> and if you are listening to the show you should definitely call in <laughs> and embarrass Chandru for, on my behalf I am in conversation with Chandrasekhar Prabhu and we're you know talking about his awesome awesome queer life so uh, yeah, we we've come to the point of where you were finally comfortable with who you are, and then you start meeting guys, and lots of things happen, and lots of sex happened. We're assuming, but um, then I keep that on assumption. <laughs> I can make assumptions. You can always say I'm wrong. That's it's ap- absolutely all right. Okay, so all those things happen, but when did you actually start uh, looking for a relationship, and how successful were you? I think the, from the very beginning, I um, wanted a relationship because. Like I said, right? Uh, sex was something private. So Absolutely. I wanted it someone who meant something, not mm-hmm. just uh, a one-night stand. So Absolutely. Uh, I always wanted a relationship. At least, uh, it's not like outright I want. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't go out on the date with the, with the agenda that yes, I will get in a relationship with this person. But in the, yes, mm-hmm. that was intention. I didn't intend to hook up with that person okay. and meet him or the, with that agenda. So, uh, yes, I did always want a relationship and, yeah, that's that's how I started off dating. I, that okay. was the whole purpose behind me, going out on dates. So, were you successful at the first attempt itself? Because I know how the gay community is, I know how the queer community is, and a lot of people eventually get very disheartened by the kind of, you know, um, people they meet and the kind of promises that are made and things that, are, that people don't live up to their promises and stuff like that. So, were you also one of those guys? Uh, see, I never made. I was very clear on what I wanted, and I, I, as you know, I tend to be very open and quite clear on what I want and what I don't want. Although that has uh, come about. Uh, I mean, it's not. I was. Mm-hmm. I wasn't always this very uh, okay. clear about what I wanted and didn't want. Okay. So uh, yes, I mean, I I started dating once I came out. That was in 2010. Okay. Uh, and it wasn't until October or November 2010 that I actually met someone. Mm-hmm. And I got into a relationship with them, and so un- uh, unfortunately, it didn't last. Or okay. fortunately, because now, if it was for, if I had ended up in that relationship, I wouldn't be here today. Okay, uh, you, you make it sound like that person would have killed you or something. No, not that. I, I meant in the sense that I wouldn't be in an, another relationship. Yeah, I'm and, and I'm, I'm really happy today. that you're in a happy relationship right now. So we should talk about this one. Let's forget about the past. So how did you meet the person in question who you are totally allowed to keep the secret or talk about right now? Uh, it's all up to you. Okay, his name is Edwin. Uh, so you can say hi to him. He's hi, Edwin. I, I think you're listening. So hello from Romal. I, we've never met, but I'd love to meet too soon so what <laughs> okay he's he's talking to me in sign language I don't know what he's saying okay but anyway uh, we should meet very soon and I'd love to meet you both but yeah tell me how did the Edwin love story happen uh, unsurprisingly it, or rather surprisingly it wasn't online I that is so awesome <laughs> yes indeed because I personally mm-hmm. would have liked to meet someone in person with you know not having met because of a date but random two parts crossing mm-hmm. each other and mm-hmm. then you meet them and then you like them and then you find out more about them you maybe internet stalk them you find out whatever you can about about them and then you make a move or that get moved on I don't know what the word <laughs> is, but yeah so I guess 
uh, we met at a carnival that was organized by Quai Campus. Uh, okay, so this is quite year. a while ago then. Yes, quite wow. a while ago. Okay. And uh, unfortunately, I wasn't, um, to put it in a better word, up for grabs back then. Ooh, so, so <laughs> <laughs> I like how you sell yourself, I must say, Chandra. <laughs> Okay, so I wasn't uh, uh, available to date him yet, mm-hmm. uh, so nothing happened. And back then, I was already pursuing someone else, so mm-hmm. uh, I did not choose to act upon him. But nonetheless, it was nice to know that there's mm. someone who is my type and who wanted me, or not wanted that's me. That's always that's reassuring. Yeah. No, that's reassuring. It's reassuring to know that someone you're interested in is also interested in you. True. That's that's a very reassuring so, feeling. So, uh, yeah, I mean. I, then I got out of the attempt that I was trying for mm-hmm. last year, and mm-hmm. then uh, we met finally in June this year. Wow! After close to eight, no, I'm not sure entirely how long, but close to eight to ten months, I think. Okay. And till date, I haven't met him for the very first for the reason we first met out. We first went out on the date for. He was supposed to give me a fix fixture for and painting that I bought at uh, Chitrasanthi. Which hasn't happened this year. No. Excuse you, me, you can imagine. <laughs> four months and I still haven't gotten that fixture. Edwin, where is that fixture? <laughs> but that is so cute that you all have been together for four months and you're so positive about this relationship. And touch wood, I hope it lasts for a very, very, very long time. I think it will. It should. I mean, if both of you are in love with each other and you both are totally chilled out and I think you both seem really mature, so... You know, y'all will know how to deal with this relationship. True. And I, and I, I don't know. I, I don't know Edwin well well enough to talk about him. But I know you've been through ups and downs, and you've been through enough of, you know, terrible relationships and really good ones. So I, I know that you know how you're going to make this one work out. So uh, where do you see yourself going? I mean, do you want to just give this like a few years and then probably figure out where you want to end up with him, or are you going to like jump for it straight away and get married, or you know, anything? Well, right now we're taking it. Uh, Every day, and steady, and okay. yes, we do intend. We are we are committed to each other, which and is brilliant. In the long run, yes, marriage will definitely be on the books. Okay, we are pretty much clear in the sense that it's not going to be anytime soon because he's still studying, and I have yet to be in a place where I can be, um, where I can be myself. I'm not settled in life yet. Okay, so until that point is reached, where he can, we both are individuals who mm-hmm. are independent. Uh, we will not be... You know, but at the end of the day, I think if you all, you all have already decided that you all are going to be through, I mean, be with each other through, through thick or thin, mm-hmm. there is no other problem. So True, because that's we both are pretty much clear that we both want each other and mm-hmm. we, are, we are pretty much set on making this work. We talk about our problems that we have. We Which have, is very good. We talk good. about everything. So, yeah, I don't see any problem mm-hmm. at all, actually. That is really awesome. It's so nice to finally talk to someone who's in a relationship and someone who's part of the queer community for so long. So now that we found out about your love, we know that you're in love and that you're in a great relationship. Let me find out what you think about the community. So you've been an out and proud gay man for the last four years, I'm thinking, four, five years? Yeah. Okay. Four years. Four years. So what have you seen change in the community? What do you think works? What do you think doesn't work? Tell me your take on the community. What would you like to see changed? What do you think works? You know, things that you really think the community should let go of, problems that you've seen in the community, things that you think are really good and we need to build on that. So basically your opinions. About the community. Absolutely. Uh, I think, one, the community needs to be um, more individualistic. Uh, in terms that, I think a lot of people, what I've seen, what I've observed from the community is that a lot of people tend to be uh, gay or 
uh, lesbian or transgender or whoever they t- tend to identify as, uh, they use that as their whole identity. Okay. I mean, yes, I am gay, but that does not define who I am. Mm-hmm. That, that does not. I when I introduce myself, I don't say hi. I'm Chandrasekhar and I'm gay. Mm-hmm. For me, gay is being uh, it's another feature or aspect about me, like how I weigh sixty five. 65, 67 kgs, or mm-hmm. I, I, I'm five feet eight inches tall. Uh, so just another feature about me, you know. It's not something I would like to advertise to people, okay. or it's not something that I'm proud of, or uh, it's not my marketing point as well. It's not your USP, you're saying. Yeah, thank you for that. Okay, <laughs> no, but you know, Chandru, this is something that I've had in conversation with other people also, and I've always said that while I completely get that, yeah, being gay is not everything about you. There are people like me, for example, who are I'm not saying that I'm all out there and I'm proud and I'm far too proud to tell everyone that I'm gay but to me being gay is about being me that's it to, that's it's to, everything that's to you yeah. well, but that's you what most people tell what I've, what mm-hmm. I've, that's my personal observation no no that's personal observations and opinions are absolutely fine but I would like to know like see for example what would let's talk about the both of us like for example mm-hmm. so you you've known me for long enough you've known me and you know how comfortable i am in my skin and mm-hmm. how proudly i am as a gay man so uh, is me being me attributing everything in my life to my sexuality wrong in your view I or do, see attributing everything to your sexuality is not wrong mm-hmm. but then you you do things primarily because you are you you're romal and for me and you do me, things that romal and gay are the same thing for, to you it may be wrong <laughs> okay. but to me it's not that's why I said it's a personal obligation okay, okay. I would like people to do things because who, of who they are not because they are gay if that makes sense to you still doesn't which is why I think you'll have to be more specific and tell me what you mean by that for, exa- for example uh, if if uh, <laughs> someone is, whoever's trying to call Chandru stop calling him now he's on air <laughs> Uh, okay. What I have seen, uh, so I was, since I was closely involved with QC, I've noticed a lot of kids uh, have this need, uh, or not need, I would say, w- once they're in the comfort zone, they tend to be as gay as uh, as they can. I'm not saying that's not wrong. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they should try and realize who they want to be, you know? Mm-hmm. No, not necessarily be gay because they can be gay or because they choose to be gay. Okay. I'm not sure if this is coming off. No, it isn't, which is why, you you know, a lot of people say this, and I'd like to know what exactly they mean by it. Be yourself. I'm not trying... But what if yourself is being gay? Then what do you do? It's fine, but I find it really Mm -hmm. unconvincing if a lot of people just suddenly want to be, like, really gay. And by really gay, you mean? I mean, I, I might sound very... No, it's not. See, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. This is your opinion Mm -hmm. about the community and how it needs to behave does not mean that you are homophobic. What I'm saying is it needs to be more clear. Like whenever people say this, and I'm I'm sure there is some sort of a rationale behind it. It's not that so many people feel this way and, you know, they're just feeling it because they want to. They are feeling it because there's obviously something that they're thinking about. So I need to know what exactly that means because a lot of people have told me this, you know, that I have a huge problem when people define their existence through their sexuality. Okay, maybe the point I would like to Mm -hmm. use this uh, previous example where I said Mm -hmm. I don't introduce myself as gay. Mm-hmm. But several lo- these people, when they introduce themselves, you have no reason to doubt that whether they're gay or not, or for that matter, lesbian or not, because they tend to make it so obvious that their sexuality is out there. You you do not have a question. 
Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm okay with if with them being so if they want to be that way. Mm. But don't be that way because you're expected to be that way, or don't conform to expectations of who a gay man. See or now, there we're getting to the point. So your point, your problem is not with who they are, but if they are being different because they see they assume that that is what they're expected to be. True, I, I have no problems. With who uh-huh. they are so then yeah my, so that's exactly what I wanted you to get to <laughs> expression of themselves mm-hmm. so yeah okay, I think that's a valid honest. point yeah, yeah. I, if you aren't that person and if you're putting on this whole fake persona if you're building up a facade just so that you fit into the community better then that's a huge problem yeah that I totally accept because see I've met a lot of people who are extremely effeminate mm-hmm. when they're in the comfort zone and totally opposite mm-hmm. I mean very straight acting in public hmm and the uh, the vice versa as well mm-hmm. who can be extremely gay in public but not so very comfortable in a queer community and which strikes me as a little odd because so you hate double lives basically yeah and i don't mm-hmm. see the reason why i mean i can understand why they choose to lead double lives but i think uh, after a point you have to figure out who you want to be you know whether you you want to play this game of playing mm-hmm. uh you know playing hide and seek or whatever you call it mm-hmm. basically leading two lives mm-hmm. telling other people you're not stri- you are straight and pretending to be mm-hmm. straight and living a gay life behind their backs or behind the confines of your bedroom or so I, I think to sum it all up you're saying that you would prefer if people just were themselves and no, not I mean, putting on these different fairs no? I, mean, okay. I don't mean they have to make it put it out in the public but just accept themselves be who they want to be not what they're expected to be Okay so do not be who you're expected to be but at the same time make peace with yourself. True. Yeah. Okay. So that sums it up. Now tell me about things that you uh, other things that you like about the community or things that you detest about the community. <laughs> detest about the detest community. Detest. This is a this is a platform for you to bitch also. So come <laughs> on, use it. <laughs> well, there are plenty of things Romal I detest about the community, but then I guess it's as with any community, it's it has its perks it has its options but you know chandra we're a really small community and if people don't talk about these problems we're never ever going to get rid of them which is why it needs to be said which is why i'm asking you to do it okay for example uh, i've observed that word tends to get around really really fast in mm-hmm. the community <clears throat> and that's one thing i do not like because people love to bitch people love to gossip people mm-hmm. love to do that <clears throat> i'm not talking about the queer community even normally people love to Absolutely. gossip and spread stories rumors fly past true and <laughs> this happens in normal society you can expect a queer community to be even more um yeah to prost- take it like into 10x <laughs> yeah, because we tend to be a small lit community i mean mm-hmm. we're smaller we know each other there's one degree of separation so yeah yeah you could you could say that yeah so there tends to be a lot of rumoring and bitching and mm-hmm. gossiping and this makes it worse when you know you hear several stories about one individual from different angles and mm-hmm. every different angle has a different aspect to it so at you at sometimes you hear so much about this one person and you're really wondering like okay you have this image built up in your head about that one person mm-hmm. and you're not even met that person but you already know so much that you probably true. want to meet them mm-hmm. or you're so disgusted by that the you don't want to meet that you them. don't want to meet them true or you've heard plain neutral bad mm-hmm. good stories and you were wondering what is not a good person. idea yeah <laughs> so yeah that's one thing i would i would like community to change because i don't want as it is we are humans we gossip True. enough mm. 
we don't need to be gossiping amongst ourselves absolutely throwing mud around tarnishing images <coughs> or making things sort of Nothing. Okay, so here's a request going out from both Chandru and from me to people from all across the queer community about gossip mongering, about rumor mongering. It, we're a small community and the opinions that you might have for someone, even if they're not real or if they are you know, slightly biased, can affect the opinions of several other people who do not know that person. I doubt it's going to change, Romal. Because yeah, but it, you can always request. So. <laughs> Yeah, I guess one can always hope. Yeah, one can always hope. So, yeah, I, I completely understand. I've also faced a lot of problems because of rumor mongering. Rumor mongering. <laughs> but uh, at the end of the day, I must say that, um, you know, some people gain a lot of entertainment out of it. And um, I, I don't think it's right for us to judge them. So if they're getting entertainment, you know, one solution to this, however, would be, and people like you and me can't always do this, is that never take anyone's opinion about anyone else. Too, I mean, I, them. Yeah. But nonetheless, it's really annoying when you get to hear so much about other people and you're like, hmm, is this true? I wonder if it's true. You should just go meet that person in person. I no, think that's I, I mean, the I best personally way. don't... It's just gossip for me. It's just mm-hmm. rumors and gossip for me. So I'm not interested in knowing, meeting the person. Okay. But nonetheless, I mean, like, why can't just people shut up and let the person be? <laughs> you know, I mean, why... Spread rumors, widespread stories. If they want to be who they want to be, let them be. Why talk about it? Because some people, as I said, gain entertainment from that. So we can't really judge them. And I think you. I'm not, I'm, hmm. I'll, I would judge them if if their uh, gossiping, rumor mongering hurt someone. True. I mean, I'm pretty sure nobody wants to be bitched about or gossiped about. Oh, yeah, no, no. There are people who do enjoy being bitched or gossiped about. They, they, I've heard a lot of, and I'm not taking names, but I hear a lot of friends who say, you know, it's always better to be in the news than to be forgotten about. So I wouldn't want to meet that person. <laughs> okay, so that's the bad stuff. Now, what about the good stuff? What are the things about the community that you like and things that you need think that we need to build up on? Uh, one thing that I like is I think that we always have a support system and okay. I mean, there's always people whom we can reach out to and absolutely uh, if there's ever a need for us to come together as a as a community mm-hmm. I think uh, you always find that support you know true I don't think there's any problem with, like if there's any uh, problem with regard I mean if there's any issue an LGBTQI related issue I don't think you'd ever have a problem finding supporters for your cause because there are plenty of people, plenty of organizations, Good As You, Swababa, mm-hmm. uh, Samara, and uh, others, which provide you with the support that you need, if Absolutely. at all you need it. So I don't think um, you'd ever not have support. True. The backing. Um, what if, I don't think there's anything that needs to work on as such. I think it just needs to get bigger, maybe. But that comes with time. So there's nothing I would really like for it to... So you're happy with the way the community is right now? Uh, well, as I said, I had the problems. The, yeah, had, other yeah. than that. So. Yeah, apart from that, I guess it's okay. Okay, awesome. What would you like to see change? What would you like, you know, a positive change that you would like to see in the community? A positive change? I, I wouldn't like the society, uh, the community itself to change. But what I would like to see more of is that uh, I would like to see people from different um, backgrounds come together. At least I would say, because uh, and by backgrounds you mean? Backgrounds from different places. I mean, people from IT people, geeks, nerds, uh, gamers, and I don't know, audiophiles, okay. bookworms, 
doesn't the community already have that kind of a plethora not really not that i've seen I mean, okay. a lot of people have noticed unless you ask them about it they don't make it prominent mm-hmm. and i've not met a single gay gamer yet <laughs> okay so that's the actual complaint where are the gay gamers <laughs> but wait i think i know a few gay gamers i should probably put you in touch with them yeah there are a few gay gamers i mean yeah there are a few but but not, i get what you're saying yeah i would have we need expected. more people out there plus what i've seen is when in the community a lot mm-hmm. of people tend to be where i mean a lot of people who have noticed uh, uh tend to be quite out and about it mm-hmm. in the sense they're quite out about their sexuality okay there's no subtle tone or okay uh, yeah there's no subtle tone to it so what i would like to see is people who make it uh, what the problem with this is it makes it a very uncomfortable image for people um who do not wish to be associated with that image okay but again we're getting into the whole thing of do we need to be someone else so that people accept us no see I, that's what i'm saying I'm, i don't expect you to change who you are but at least if you're trying to the community does not need to be so out about itself it doesn't have to be so mm-hmm. uh for lack of a better word so gay or so lesbian <laughs> so okay conformist image whoever is calling chandru again please stop calling he's on air okay <laughs> so con- uh so much so stereotypical image mm-hmm. because there are people who are quite gay and not necessarily as stereotypically gay if if that makes sense basically people who are not so out about their sexuality uh, by out i do not mean out to others mm-hmm. by out i mean people who for them their sexuality is just on the aspect about them cool. like the the way i believe in you know absolutely it's just another aspect to their lives it's not something that defines them it's not something that is a key feature that you'll notice about mm-hmm. them so if the community was more accepting or not accepting but less uh, out about this i think more and more people who uh who are gay or who are lgbt let me put it mm-hmm. uh would be comfortable to come in because they do not want to be associated with some image like that okay so i must however tell you chandru that while i completely accept that that is your opinion mm-hmm. a lot of people do not agree with you so uh, i totally yeah, I, yeah. I totally so like for example that. i myself have a huge problem with that kind of an attitude but i mean we're all allowed our own opinions and that's why we're a community so we accept each other that's totally fine but yes i i totally get that i have a problem with people who do not behave like who they are supposed to be but i i have a huge problem with people behaving differently with different crowds i mean if i have to behave differently to appease someone else so that they feel comfortable to come into the community then that's something i'm not too comfortable with so i'm not expecting you to i'm not i'm not asking you to uh be something you're not mm-hmm. that's not what i'm saying i'm saying you can tone it down a bit so that it becomes i get that but do you realize that toning it down a bit sometimes itself is giving into that whole thing that why do i need to tone myself down a bit if this is who i am in order to appease someone else's comfort zone do you get what i'm saying i get what yeah. you're saying i'd rather hang out with people who are comfortable with me already okay so at that note because we're never going to end this discussion otherwise yeah we both have very strong ideas about this and i think that's exactly what makes up a community we've come to the end of our show and it's time for me to thank you chandrashekar for coming on this show it's awesome to have someone with such strong ideas and opinions Thank, thank you, for, you. <laughs> thank you for inviting me to the show Romal and it's been a pleasure talking to you yeah and i must say you need to learn to talk louder <laughs>
I don't know if I can get any louder than this. I Aww. honestly don't. Edwin, you need to train this boy to talk louder. I don't know how you're going to do it, but you need to. <laughs> oh, don't give him ideas. Don't give him ideas, Romo. <laughs> okay, guys. Right now, it's time for me to say bye. See ya, people. Bye. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this Sochcast. What is your Soch? Send us your comments on our Facebook page and Instagram page. It's time for you to do your own Sochcast. At Sochcast, apni Soch, dunia ko sunao. Sochcast.